You are now entering the Empower Church Network podcast, your source for encouragement and inspiration as we unite the local church in bringing hope to those in poverty. Get ready for today's episode. Welcome to the Empower Church Network podcast. I'm your host, Zach Bauer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, This podcast is designed to highlight the great work being done by local churches here in Sioux Falls who are engaging and impacting those in poverty. My desire is that you'll be encouraged and inspired as you hear these stories on each episode. Today, I'm joined here with Pastor Brian Strowith, Executive Pastor at Hillcrest Church, and Jackie McNamara from uh, formerly the principal at Cleveland Elementary here in Sioux Falls. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Zach. Awesome. Well, today we're going to really focus on the episode uh, on school partnerships. And uh, it's something that we found to be really effective and encouraging. And I think every church can really jump in on this. And so today we're going to really talk with Brian and Jackie, Uh, Jackie being a former principal, Brian being an executive pastor, and kind of their uh, relationship and how it started, and really to hear kind of some basic things that maybe every church can be a part of. And so why don't you just open up, each of you take a minute here and just share a little bit about who you are, your title, and uh, how you got into that role. Yeah, my name is Brian, like you said, and I'm the executive pastor here at Hillcrest. I've been here 15, 16 years, worn some different hats while here. Used to be the youth pastor and then had a role called the ministry pastor, which was a basically an associate pastor type spot. And then they changed my title a couple of years ago. But about 10 years ago, we were looking to get involved in our community uh, as a local church and have a better answer to a question that we'll talk about here in a second, but really have a heartbeat for the local school. My mom was a school teacher. My wife teaches school. My sister teaches school. I, I know the challenges that any opportunities that our school teachers you know experience and uh, the ups and downs of that line of work. Awesome. How about you, Jackie? I am a retired elementary principal, as you said, Zach. I was an educator for 30 years, and 25 of those were as an elementary principal. Um, Five of those years were at Cleveland Elementary, where I had the opportunity to work with Hillcrest as a partner. Um, Since then, in my retirement, I took some time and just was retired, and then now I'm working in the world of optometrics, so something totally different. Wow, that's awesome. Well, let's kind of jump into the conversation of how did Hillcrest get started in partnering with Cleveland Elementary? You bet. About 11 years ago, 12 years ago, we were soul searching as a leadership. One of the questions we asked ourselves was if we were to stop being a church, would anyone notice? Would anyone care? We, you know, obviously we would care. Our our church people would care. The families that make up Hillcrest would, would care. But no one really outside of us, our neighbors, our community, our city, wouldn't, wouldn't have noticed that we stopped being a church. And so we wanted a better answer uh, to that question. And Pastor Doug, our, our senior pastor, our lead pastor, led us through some, you know, some vision casting and searching the scriptures as a leadership team. Uh, we pulled our church for different ways that they were enthusiastic and excited about serving our city and serving our neighborhood children being one of the dominant themes that came up as a something we as, as Hillcrest could do. And then we naturally looked to the local school, uh, public schools, and we found Cleveland, you know, relatively close to our facility where we gather for worship. A lot of our families at the time were had kids in the Cleveland district, so it made sense to at least initiate a conversation over there. We soon discovered that Cleveland was a Title I school that had some needs and 
had some challenges that potentially could meet uh, as a church as well. And so we actually had a conversation with the principal before Jackie uh, in the spring, and then there was some transition there. And then we began a relationship with Jackie to see how we could have a better answer to that question. That's awesome. That's really cool. What about from your side, Jackie? How did, how did uh, Hillcrest kind of, how did that start? What would that look like? Well, as Brian said, as a new principal to the school, you're learning all kinds of things about your families and the community and the area that you're in, your staff, your students. And he contacted me and asked me if I would be interested in meeting with him to further a discussion that he'd had with the former principal. Um, so he came in my office one day and we started to um, have a conversation about what that would look like. And I was honest with him, maybe not at that meeting, but shortly after about I'd been down that road before in other districts and in other schools, um, even in Sioux Falls. So I was a little reluctant, but um, wanted to, you know, give give this guy some time and just see what this was all about. Um, So then we just kind of started from there. Um, what that relationship would look like, whether we met face-to-face. He was very respectful of the fact that, you know, life is busy and mm-hmm. as a school administrator, as all jobs are. And um, a lot of it went through me email. You know, we corresponded with email as well and just kind of got things started from there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so as a, as a principal that you've been involved in the schools for, for many years, uh, what would be some of the initial needs that you're seeing, you're, you're recognizing, um, that maybe you're having to deal with as a principal? Well, it can be, Zach, as much um, people, time. You know, we have children that need a reading buddy. We have children that need mentors. And time is a huge thing for all of us in our schedule. So when people are willing to give some of their time, that's huge for us at school. Um, there are things as um, maybe picking up a, a extra set of gloves or a hat or a coat, those kinds of needs that we had um, that needed to be met. Of course, food is always good for staff yep, to yep. say thank you. You know, we've talked about those kinds of things in the past. Um, those are some of the quick yeah. ones that come to mind. You know, so with a, with a Title I school, what are some of the challenges that come into that as just a school itself, as a Title I school? I think that one of the challenges is making sure that we're not stepping on parents' feet because um, some of them don't have the resources, you know, financially to help out with things. But we also have to be careful that we don't step on their toes with those things. So I always found that was kind of a dance of do we supply these things or are they trying to? Um, yeah, that's probably one yeah. of one of the biggest is. Challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so h- how does a partnership work? with the school and what does it look like? You know, what is some of the, the hopes that you want to get out of? I think we were, you know, initially just looking for ways to better serve our community. And we found a partner uh, in Cleveland and Jackie that were receptive and open. And we wanted to give our people an opportunity to experience ministry in their backyard, mm-hmm. in their local community. You know, we talk, you know, as a pastor, Zach, you, you've had, you know, groups go on missions trips and service trips, you know, outside of wherever you're pastoring. And those are valuable and worthwhile for sure. But we have those opportunities right here in our own community, in our own towns to be on mission, you know, each and every day. And, you know, the, the other point to that is that the world has come to us, specifically here in Sioux Falls. I mean, uh, the world has come come here. I don't know how many you know, native languages were spoken at Cleveland, but I know my son now is at Washington and 
his soccer team, there were 11 to 12 languages, native languages spoken, you know, in, on his team. And, and so we have the, you know, the opportunity to live out the gospel, you know, each and every day of our lives with our neighbors, with our schools. And, you know, even though a lot has changed in our communities and in our culture, the, the local school is still foundational to how communities run and how communities operate and how families interact with each other. And it makes a lot of sense for churches looking to do good for their city to find a school partner to at least begin that relationship and that conversation. Yeah. What were the expectations of, right when you guys started? What was kind of your guys' hope out of it? We we tried to go into it with the idea of Pastor Alan Keesbo at um, the point is to serve us said this, you know, under you know, under promise, over deliver type of an idea. We wanted to go in as open as we could. We wanted to say yes as early as we could, but we wanted to not go in and go, we're going to, you know, save the school or we're going to save, you know, this part of 5710. No, we just wanted to, what needs do you have and how can we best, you know, meet those needs or address those needs? And so, we had some conversations early on. Some of those needs were, were easy to meet, whether it was a meal for the, back, the, the staff or back to school or a fall conference meal. That's just a little bit of financial resources and maybe some planning. Mm-hmm. Some of the needs were a little more, took more time to get off the ground. There was a need for volunteers to come in and, and do some reading and some tutoring. And, and it can be difficult for those with jobs to get to the school during the school day. Uh, and so those needs got met, but it took a little bit more of a challenge to to do that. One of the things that happened with that is, you know, unfortunately, as a elementary principal, you don't have time to coordinate who are the volunteers and which classrooms and which students. And Pastor Brian took that on, you know, so it wasn't, oh, here we have this for you. We're going to meet a need, but now it adds on all of this administrative duty for you or for your office staff or whoever it may be. So sometimes it's thinking through too, you know, what does it exactly look like? Even when we talk about meals being brought, well, at the back to school day, we're off doing all kinds of in-service and getting our rooms set up and all the things that happen. And to to say that a meal's coming in and then if all the everything behind the scenes has to still happen, it sometimes isn't the gift that it seems to be. Yeah, isn't yeah. that it becomes more of a burden? Or right, or, not right. to be ungrateful, right. but yeah. Brian was very good about thinking through all those mm. details so that it really was the gift of time or the gift of a meal or whatever it was meant to be for staff or students or whatever it was. And I think that's a piece to think through mm-hmm. as Definitely. well. So I would imagine that a, a key element of a school and church partnership, which in Sioux Falls we call it a business partnership, um, there has to be a strong relationship between the principal and somebody connected with the church. Can either of you speak into that and, and how does that work and how do you, how, how did you see benefits from it? Um, maybe how that plays out. I think um, that's something Brian and I have talked about since this. I, that's not something I expected to have happen here. You know, it's been 11 years ago that it started and that relationship has continued, but you do have to work on that, that respect factor that we talked about. I tried to be respectful back to his time. And if he sent an email asking questions about something, making sure that I was answering them in a timely way. And some of those are just any type of relationship of, of someone you're working with. But I think, you know, one thing we've talked about too, is it's important the church has a point person and it's important that the school has a point person. I think sometimes 
most of the times that relationship is between a, a staff member, a pastor, and then, you know, a principal or, or vice principal or, or what have you. And then as the relationship grows and develops, that relationship is still important, but the communication between those two maybe changes a little bit. I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I know now in our relationship with Cleveland, we do a lot of work still with the principal, but there's a first grade teacher that I communicate with quite a bit on, on needs of the building and resources. And she's a little more of the, okay, here's what we need. And, and, you know, can you do it type of thing? And that isn't, you know, bypassing the principal. That's what the principal's blessing. But I think it, you know, you don't want four or five communication streams or four or five email chains, just as simple as it, as it can be. I think with, you know, with the relationship between a pastor and a principal consistency, you know, respect, all those things that make for good relationships, but you need to deliver what you say you're going to deliver. So it's best to, it's best not to go in and we're going to, you know, do all this and then only do one thing of it, do the one thing, do it well and grow from there. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. Yeah. Cause I mean, even Jackie, you mentioned it's, you've been down that road before and, and, uh, and I'm sure you, you, you have a lot of, I mean, I know this, everyone has great intentions um, and we have the greatest hope and the dreams and many times, you know, intentions don't always, you know, fulfill and come through. And so, uh, I think it's important of, you know, like Brian, you said that element of don't overpromise something and, and totally under deliver, but, but come in there, start and build upon it, uh, one by one and establishing that relationship because understanding, you know, Jackie with the school, you have many plates that you're you're dealing with and, and to, to have, you know, a group come in and promise something and it doesn't come through, it creates more of a problem down the road and his staff. Yeah. And I think that's really important. So let's get into maybe some of the good stuff of the challenges. Uh, what are some of the things that you guys experienced along the way? Uh, because like any relationship, it's, it's messy it's, it can be challenging. There's difficulties, there's highs and lows and, uh, and every good relationship goes through those and learns from those. And so what are some of the, the, the challenges on both sides from the school and the church that you encountered along the way? I think from the church side, there's a few different types of challenges. The first we've talked a little bit about, but that's that volunteer challenge. It's Mm. if you want church people to get to the school during the day, that's a challenge. It's a challenge for a lot of folks to do that. So we tried to be creative, not just with school day opportunities, but, you know, evening opportunities to come and volunteer for book fairs or do some stuff to clean up the playground, help out with administrative things, you know, at the beginning of school to give people that had to work the opportunity, like they were a part of this partnership too. There's a why challenge for churches looking to do this type of thing. There's the there's the belief or the thought that, you know, why should we be doing this? I thought my taxes did this. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I thought my tax dollars went to this thing. I thought schools had budgets that are PTAs or PTOs that, you know, supply these types of things, whether it's teacher appreciation things or, or things for students, that type of thing. You know, if you if you haven't had kids in school for a while or your kids attend a school where there aren't those types of needs, it can, it can, cloud that vision a little bit. And so I know a lot of churches and church leaders have had to address that particular challenge. That's a vision, you know, piece for church leaders to, to discuss. We've talked a little bit about the, there's some administrative challenges, mm-hmm. you know, it's not fair to say, Hey, Jackie, I've got, you know, 40 volunteers that want to come and volunteer each week, figure it out. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just not, 
not right. <laughs> so, you know, if your point person or point team can help with some of that and look at schedules and times and figure figure that out. You know, Zach, you know, too, as a pastor, not everyone that gets involved in this type of ministry is going to love it. And so there's those types of challenges too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this, you know, this thing isn't for me, but now I'm mentoring a second grader, I'm reading in a fourth grade class. And so how do I gracefully exit Mm. that or gracefully look for something else to do in terms of that relationship. So those were some of our, our challenges early on. I know we also had some challenges with the resources we would provide for Cleveland and Jackie can maybe speak a little Mm. bit about that. Well, one of the things we offered with Hillcrest's help was a Cleveland closet because Mm. we had students that had needs of coats and um, hats and gloves and those boots and snow pants and all of that in the wonderful winter weather that we have here in South Dakota. And we had a situation, actually more than once, but one that both Brian and I remember very clearly was we had um, the little girls that all had the new coats and had a purple coat on. There were It was purple coats that everybody was wearing that year. And the homemade um, hat and mittens that went with were pink, but they were not the right shade of pink for this little girl. Mm. And she did not want anything to do with it. And, you know, I think we were like, are you kidding me? You're getting a hat. (laughs) It's cold out and you have something. So just really thinking through, um, you know, and I think even as staff, and I know Pastor Brian talked about, you know, my kids don't have brand new coats and hats and gloves and aren't complaining about what they have and the color of them necessarily. So we had to be really careful about meeting needs, Mm. you know, and being careful with that. Mm -hmm. It was, um, it was an eye opener. Yeah. And just to, to think that through. So after that, we didn't always do brand new coats. You know, it was like, um, not that people don't deserve brand new coats, but sometimes we don't have to be quite so fussy about what we have. And, Mm -hmm. and that's, um, it's hard. Um, it's hard for those that are giving to take to that. Mm -hmm. Really? My coat wasn't good enough that I gave or the right color. So those can be some challenges, and yet you just have to rise above them and, and yeah. know their children that you're dealing with, and it's all okay. Now, when you guys did some school partnership and, and brought up ideas and projects, was that Jackie from the school side saying, hey, these are a few of the needs, or was it the church side saying, what about could we do this? I think it was both. Okay. Um, staff, once that relationship got going with Cleveland and Hillcrest, staff were very good about coming and saying, hey, what about this and what about that? And kind of now, as you've talked about, uh, the first grade teacher that's leading more of that and is the go-to. But at first, um, I wanted to be that contact person so I could kind of sift through what those things were. Um, so I think it was both. And I think, you know, I guess you can address so that. as but the relationship grew, you, yes. you got to know more and recognize things and say, hey, what if we came and did this? Right. Yeah, we didn't. You know, we didn't necessarily know what we didn't know. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if that makes sense, we we had a lot of our church has a lot of educators and, and folks who are mm-hmm. teachers and working in that, so they were able to kind of guide. Definitely. You know what some of those baseline needs are for any school, mm-hmm. regardless of where they are. And so we said, if we could, you know, maybe do some of these things too. Just we didn't. We tried to have an open open slate, not come with anything that we necessarily wanted to do right away. Yeah. So that's I, good. One of the things that I remember is that um, Hillcrest has small groups that meet on different evenings. Mm-hmm. And Brian had contacted me and said, I have a Wednesday night group that's meeting. Um, we're wondering, is there anything we can do at the school? Well, it was that time of the year in the fall where things need to be picked up some, mm-hmm. around the 
um, the leaves and all of that type of stuff with landscaping and came. You know, so sometimes it would be an idea of, hey, we've got this amount of people. They can give you a couple hours. What do you need? Yeah. Yeah. So that was always nice. Again, too. coming back to that that strong communication back and forth is, is key, uh, not just to show up and say, "Hey, we got twenty people here," and then as a principal, right. you're like, "Well, I got a meeting now," and this, right? You know. right. Um, again, you know, we all know this that there's there's great intentions everyone mm-hmm. has in it, but it funneling it to that communication, that coordinator, I think are right. are key pieces. So looking at this over the years now, this relationship, uh, what has come out of it that you never expected or didn't anticipate? Well, I didn't anticipate we we'd be doing this, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 11 years later. I didn't anticipate that uh, Jackie would be a, a really good friend that I get to know, you know, her family and you know, baptize her and her husband and, yeah. you know, marry her son and daughter-in-law and that she'd be a board member of our leadership council. I mean, I don't think that's, I don't think that those are things that was ever the strategy that right. you I don't think do. you ever, you know, you ever, you don't ever say like, this is why we're doing it. Yep. But you also, as we said before, you never know what's going to happen with the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's a God thing. That's God doing work in her life, my life, our church's life, the school's life. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I would have to say the same. We talked yeah. a little bit before we came, just the relationships, you know, there are relationships with Hillcrest and with Cleveland that wouldn't have happened without this, mm-hmm. without this partnership. And that's, that's the best thing of all. And of course, in education, you never know when you're impacting students. I have mm. to believe that that partnership has and will continue to impact students in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, that mentor that shows up and that reading buddy that shows up. Um, we haven't touched on lots of things, but like the backpacks that go home, that all started you know, the time, right around the time when we were starting our relationship, kids having food to eat. I mean, yeah. you know, they may not get on the scale someday and say, I gained weight because I got that food from yeah. you know, Cleveland. Yeah, so many un- unseen, absolutely. unspoken things that were done uh, through the, the willingness and the openness to be a church to say, hey, absolutely. we want to join here. We have no expectations other than to serve and to love, and we'll go and do mm-hmm. whatever. And not that that's always easy because right. we know that in ministry, but... Right. But having a willingness to serve and that investment into people, which is which is key, which is what we believe in, is investing into lives. And uh, you may never see the return right. on that, um, but knowing that you did invest and there is a deposit put in every kid, whether through the backpack, whether through a mentoring mm-hmm. relationship that hopefully sets a trajectory on that child's life and teacher, um, that God does something that impacts them in, in eternity. And mm-hmm. so I love that willingness. I think that's huge. Obviously, this relationship is unique, and it's it's a, uh, a, an element that God has probably ordained and set up. Um, but every church can initiate relationship and be there and willingness to open and to right. be a part of it. And so what are some ways, just some ways that churches can partner? If they're just wanting to step into this, I know it can maybe feel overwhelming or it's scary or not sure what to do. I don't want to, you know, overpromise. And mm-hmm. so what are some ways that you think a church can partner? The, the great thing about this ministry is you can get involved in whatever level or whatever way is best for you and your, your church or your community. I know rural, rural churches with just not as many people or not as many means, so they'll adopt a classroom. So they'll just you know, take their school and you know, we can't do the whole school or we can't do everyone, but we're going to pick one teacher. Maybe that teacher goes to that church. But we're just going to resource her. We're going to be her room parent. We're going to be you know, her little PTA providing him or her with whatever they need. That you know, that's one way. Conference meals, you know, fall conference, spring conference, provide a meal. A lot of churches are good at cooking and baking and those types of things. It's 
doesn't take much effort to call the principal or call the school and say, hey, we'd like to you know, bring you a meal. I think that's, that's one way. You know, I think that the second, the, the second level or the second you know, type of opportunity is more of those resources that schools seem to have you know, needs for in the fall, all the school supplies the kids you know, aren't bringing or don't bring. In the winter, Kleenex and, and Purell and the hand sanitizer and the Clorox wipes, you know, that type of thing. You know, in the spring, you know, first week in May is teacher appreciation week. Maybe you can do something nice for each teacher, small coffee cart or, you know, donuts in the morning or bagels, something like that. You know, that would kind of be the next thing. And there's also this website called Donors Choose where teachers, it's a crowdsourcing, crowdfunding type resource where teachers post their needs uh, that they have different, really unique things, different things. It could be, you know, a set of books. It could be you know, these new chairs that kids are sitting on that helps get the wiggles out, you know, that type of thing. And, you know, just the church could sponsor those or support those or give towards those or church people could give towards those and help get those projects funded. And then I think that, you know, the third level is the, the volunteer piece is, you know, bringing your church or bringing people from your church to serve the school through reading buddies, through mentoring, room parents, that type of thing. That's the piece that I think is has the opportunity for great impact, but there's a lot of challenges too. And um, if you're thinking school partnership is that third piece, mm-hmm. you'll never do it. And, and, but if you're thinking it's, oh, it's just you know, a meal or it's just this, start there if that's what you can do. Yeah, no, that's great. I know here in Sioux Falls with Empower, we're, we're really making it a goal uh, over the next 18 months to have at least two schools uh, partnering in our 10 Title I schools to have two churches kind of come together, uh, again, makes that element, that piece either easier for each one to commit or just a greater opportunity to great greater impact in the schools. And so I would encourage anyone listening here in the Sioux Falls area to uh, connect with Brian uh, and uh, see how maybe you can join uh, this partnership and how your church can maybe be a part of this uh, goal at uh, Empower. And the second part of this resource, I know Brian's not going to uh, openly do it on his own. But Brian, you, you have a book out uh, I do. about this. Can you just give a, a quick little elevator pitch on it? Yeah, the book is called Bridge the Gap. It really tells the story we've told this morning in written form about how our church got to partner with Cleveland. also tells my family's story about our journey with Cleveland and, and education as well. And really a resource to help churches have these types of conversations and make these types of partnerships. Awesome. Yeah, I'd highly recommend any church to, to grab that book. It's on Amazon. Correct. Uh, you can buy it and uh, learn a little bit more as well as reach out to Brian here at Hillcrest and he would love to connect and help you. So just to kind of wrap up here a little bit, some, a couple of last little rapid fire questions. Um, as a principal, Jackie, and being involved in the school for so long, what do you think are some of the greatest needs in our local schools uh, as well as what, where, where do you see it heading? Where are the problems you see uh, increasing over the years? Well, I think really it's about all the things we've already talked about. It's the, the resource of people mm-hmm. going into the school. It's helping meet those needs of, um, yes, there is a school budget, as Pastor Brian talked about, but it doesn't meet the needs of all the things um, that are needed. Um, we need to take care of our staff at school so they can take care of the students. So, you know, when you talk about the different levels, we need to take care of the students and we need to take care of the staff in whatever way you can do that. Um, 
And just even support, I know one of the things we haven't talked about, but, and you don't necessarily see coming out of this relationship, but I know there were staff that would contact Pastor Brian and ask for prayers for this situation or that situation. You know, they're human beings. They Mm -hmm. have needs as staff as well. And, you know, you can't go in with that goal, obviously, because, you know, it's the biggest way to make it not work Mm -hmm. is let's get our church full and those types of things, but certainly they they want prayers as well. So making sure that we're always praying for our for our schools, our yeah. local schools as well. Yeah, obviously with the increase here in Sioux Falls, with the growth that we're experiencing, um, even the levels of poverty and uh, families who are struggling with food and clothing, uh, which also translate into kids uh, not having enough nutrition, uh, maybe not having a parent figure in their life, all affects their learning. And, uh, and it's just an increasing rate. And so obviously that need is more and more, um, you know, probably increasing over the next years for sure. And so uh, it's a great opportunity that churches can uh, quickly engage. I know it might be that element for churches where we think, well, you know, I- I'm not going to be able to do certain things. And that might be a piece that people are worried about, but obviously as relationships established, as you guys have talked about that, there's ways uh, as you develop more and more relationship, the more involved you get in their lives to pray for a teacher or a teacher's going through a tragedy that what a great way a church can step in there and, um, be a light. And, uh, and, and you might not enter in with that as your agenda, obviously, but, uh, we know, like Jackie, like you said, they're, they're human beings, and uh, God may use opportunities in that. So what are a couple highlight stories, just to kind of wrap up here, that each of you have, maybe one specific highlight um, that you look back on as, as really a, a, a great blessing or, or thing that came out of this? I think for, for us, we've been able to celebrate some things that happened in the school or, or in the school community. Uh, Jackie got named and identified as South Dakota's principal of the year when we were working uh, with her and with Cleveland. That was a, a cool thing. Is that, is that Hillcrest? No. But do we get to celebrate that and, and be a part of that? Absolutely. And then uh, Gretchen Johnson is the physical education teacher at Cleveland. She won Sioux Falls Teacher of the Year a couple of years ago, and we got mm-hmm. to, we had a school-wide pizza party, and we just had 80, 90 pizza boxes from Pizza Ranch and just the fun of delivering that to the kids in the classrooms mm-hmm. and being a part to celebrate, yeah. celebrate that and, you know, recognize really good things that are happening in some of these schools where you don't necessarily expect to see some of those good things happening. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and for me, um, one of the things was, and, and this isn't to, um, make someone that's listening think, Oh gosh, we need to do this because Hillcrest did this, but Hillcrest donated money for a computer lab for us. Wow actually um, two portable computer labs because we were growing so fast that we just didn't have classroom space. And when Brian asked me for a list, I gave him a big list, Mm -hmm. and that was one of the items on the list. And the day that Pastor Doug and Pastor Brian came to share that information with our staff was at the back-to-school meeting where they had already supplied us with a meal and then um, came to tell us that they were going to buy us that. Well, we had also found out that morning that we had made adequate yearly progress, which is mm-hmm. a measurement that schools use. Um, so to be able to celebrate all of that together, wow. I have goosebumps yeah. right now even just talking about it. It was just wow. a phenomenal moment in my educational experience, and I, I know it was for Hillcrest Absolutely. as well. You know, just, yeah, one yeah. I'll never forget, and awesome. it was 
that's cool. They also said no once in a while, and that was okay too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a part of it too that you need to in any relationship. But that um, you know, sometimes I would have a request, and it's like we can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. Whatever the resources are for time and money or whatever, whatever their criteria was to make that decision. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have a budget for this, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily going in. We didn't have a you know a line item or mm-hmm. it was just general outreach, you know, type money that. I think it was a, a t-shirt idea or something like, let's get every kid a t-shirt and we yeah. kind of ran some numbers and I'm like, that's a super idea, but <laughs> we just, we can't do that. We probably could do that now. We just, we couldn't do that, that back yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. 500 yeah. t-shirts later. <laughs> wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay to say no, obviously, like, yes. any, like you said, any relationship, it's, it's learning and communicating mm-hmm. and uh, not saying yes to it and then not being able to come through. And right. Yeah. Right. I think those are, those are key pieces. So yeah. as we end here, if a church is on the fence about, maybe looking at a school partnership, um, what would you say to them? It's incredibly rewarding. It's, it's worth it. It, It's a way to serve the city that any church, every church can do. Having said that, I put my pastor hat on. I I realized there's all kinds of good things that churches are up to in the local community. There's other initiatives, there's other organizations to get involved with. So if you're doing those things and you're hitting home runs there, then keep hitting home runs there. But if you're not doing anything in your city, if you're like us and you ask yourself that question, would anyone miss us? And you say, I don't think anyone you know, in Sioux Falls or wherever you're listening would miss us. Super easy, super great way to begin to have a better answer to that question. And one thing that I'd like to just make sure that our listeners are hearing too is that as a principal, we constantly we were asking for things from the church because they asked us for a list or you know what we what our needs were but you also are are obviously at the point where you're like well what can we do back for the church and make sure that you allow your school a chance to give something back to the church because it the relationship feels wrong if you don't allow that. Mm. So, you know, as time goes on with your relationship, make sure that you allow the school to do something because staff would come to me and say, what can we do? What can we do? Mm. And it was as simple as um, supplying some of the candy for the church's trunk or treat mm. or trying to think of other things. I mean, different different thank you or appreciation type things. They made a oh. they made that, yeah, that art piece where yes. each... Teacher signed a little leaf of something, and then it made this. I I'm not an art guy, but it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> made a picture. But we we hung it in our front foyer, and people walk by that all the time. And wow. it's just a rec- representation of our relationship and yeah. our partnership. That's right. awesome. So yeah, I think people need to make sure they think about That's that good. too. Is just that there's, there's and it's good for yeah church leaders to think about that going yeah. into it too. So yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jackie and Brian. I think there's just some great information, resources, inspiration here as uh, really a testimony of your guys' relationship and hopefully inspiring others to jump into this, be a part of it. Again, like I mentioned here at Empower, our goal is to um, really supply our 10 Title I schools with two churches partnering there. I know we're about halfway there right now, and uh, we'd love for you, if you're listening to our church, that you want to maybe venture into this, maybe you want to explore this, at least come to the table conversation. We're doing uh, constantly monthly conversations. Brian's hosting a lot of those uh, school and church partnership coffees and lunches. Uh, You can contact us here at Empower or with Brian directly at Hillcrest, and we'd love for you to be a part of this. If you're listening to this in your own community, and uh, you have a heart for this, you want to explore it, man, connect with your local principal, come in there, 
uh, just like Brian and, and Jackie mentioned, a lot of great resources there. Uh, make a difference. Invest in the lives of your community and your schools. And uh, it is just exciting to hear uh, what God has done through this relationship, but also what's, what could happen. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and stay tuned for next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please subscribe on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud.